Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Something that's horrible for you, and 
<laughs> Actually, I just got done eating my delicious salad, and I'm just sitting here at a desk. Well, but my feet are not propped up. It's actually I'm actually looking at my time card for the week so far, and in four days I've worked fifty and a half hours. Well, you see, Brian, the thing is, the word "good" in salad are, is a, it's an oxymoron. <laughs> in your eyes, yes. Uh, what says "good" like a giant chunk of lettuce? To be fair, I enjoy yeah. a giant chunk of lettuce, but. By the way, dear brother, happy birthday! Thank you, brother. I'm now old, and I'm too old to deal with your shenanigans. You're, you're the big, you're the big 3-0. Jeez. Yes, I am. People, feel right free to call in and wish my brother a happy 30th birthday. Give them phone number, Glorious him, Brian. Day. Give him the phone number, Brian. I don't have it off the top of my head. Go ahead, you give it to him. You do call it so much in. better than me. Yeah, but you I don't have it in. in my phone. Seven one eight seven six six four eight eight six is the number to dial. Now, before the we call, get into Emerson, or, happy birthday, or to talk about Survivor Series '88, one of those two. We'll we'll get into Survivor Series '88 and the humorous moment that I had with the WWE Network later on today. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's funny. I did I did see that on your Facebook today. That's pretty yeah. funny. Yes. Um, and. By the way, some uh, programming notes. Uh, first of all, as you can tell, Bill Apter is not on the show today, as we announced this past uh-huh. Wednesday. I know. Bill Apter will be joining us next Wednesday. Uh, he requested a change of schedule, so I, not, I'm i going to tell Bill Apter, no, you must do it on the 29th. Yeah, no. So we, so we switched weeks. So he'll be on next Wednesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, the interview two months in the making. And it'll probably be the worst interview. It'll be the worst interview of all time, probably. Because um, we and have then, to be professional. <laughs> and then Survivor Series Month will roll on from there with Survivor Series 94, 2001. And we still haven't figured out what the hell we're doing the last Wednesday on Thanksgiving Eve. I'll figure we'll No, we won't. Or is that you? Which one? Uh, is that uh, one? Is that one yours you, or mine? You. I picked the 88 and 94. Yeah. Right, so I have to pick one out then. Yes, yeah. We could, we could always do the really horrible 91. No. <laughs> we will not be doing that, Brian. Didn't we do that before? No, we didn't. Uh, uh, I, I thought we did. No, we, we we did not. What will come first? Us, us, us reviewing uh, Survivor Series 91 or me watching The Room? You watching The Room. Um, no. Yes. I will not no. watch The Room until... That is it. I will watch The Room if we review Survivor Series 91. Okay, so we're reviewing Survivor Series 91 next Wednesday night, ladies and gentlemen. Nope, next Wednesday until after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm sure you'll find a way to get out of this. Uh, so, speaking of Survivor Series shows... Speaking of Survivor Series shows... Survivor Series 1988. It was from the Richfield Coliseum right outside of Cleveland, Ohio. Um, 
and you know, this was the second year they were in Richfield, and they did half a house. They did about thirteen thousand. Yeah. yeah, they did about thirteen thousand. The previous year they were sold out. Um, and according to Gorilla and Jesse, they were sold out though. Yes, they were hanging from the rafters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. And uh, so, like I said, Grill and Jesse did the uh, commentary for the show. Um, and all Survivor Series elimination matches. And it wasn't like nowadays where, you know, you put ten top guys in one match. It was basically two top guys who didn't do jobs and then three jobbers basically to do the jobs in the match. And no one looked at it as a step down. For instance, Ultimate Warrior, you know, being the captain of his own team instead of Ultimate Warrior being on Hulk Hogan's team in the main event. Because he didn't want to overshadow Ultimate Warrior, and he would if he was in a, a team with Hogan and Savage. You give Warrior the spotlight by being out there by himself. And if this was nowadays... He would have been in the main event, and he would have gotten pinned by. Let me see. He would have gotten pinned probably by Akeem. And I, I would say the Conquistador. Yeah. Well, that would have been hard for the Conquistadors to pin him in that match because he wasn't in the same match. No, no, he would have been pinned by the Red Rooster. Well, the Red Rooster wouldn't even have been in the match if we were putting all of the tip, all the team captains in the match, for instance. Oh, that's true. Okay. Um, and stop eating. Like you, you went from eating a salad to what sounds like chips. Pretzels. Yes. I'm a, I'm at least muting myself while I'm chewing. How are you muting yourself? We can all hear you, including me calling you out on uh, eating them. I mute my phone. Uh huh. Which is why I had to tell you about it. Um, so the first match, uh, Ultimate Warrior, Brutus Beefcake, Sam Houston, the Blue Blazer, and, uh, Jim Brunzel versus the Honky Tonk Man, Ron Bass, Danny Davis, Greg Valentine, and Bad News Brown. Brian, your thoughts on this match? Um, I don't know. It was, I, I, I thought it was a fairly decent... I thought it was a fairly decent Survivor Series match. Um, Warrior using a double axe handle on both Ron Bass and Valentine to become the bulk survivor on a scene. Um, well, come on, come on. Warrior had to do an entire two minutes in the ring. Like, I mean, this, okay. this featured uh, part one of Brad, Bad News Brown walking out on a team. Well, so. he was he he was a good teammate. He pinned Jim Brunzel. And then his partner struck him. And he's like, well, fuck that, this. That's and, Jim Renzel. And then he's like, fuck this, I'm gone. And he was gone. And um, this is true. it came down, um, like Brian said, it came down to Ron Bass and Greg Valentine versus the Warrior. Warrior, I don't think, was in at all during the entire match. Um, and he ran in and, you know got beat on for 30 seconds and then made his comeback and pinned them both with two very weak-looking axe handles. I don't uh, think very the, weak describes them beautifully. Describes it. How do you describe it, then? 
Well, he almost missed Valentine completely. Well, Brian, I don't know if you know this or not, but they're not really trying to hit each other. I know, but, like, he completely almost missed them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, if he didn't turn at the last second, his wrist at the last second, I think he would have made, I would think he would have went far less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this was the match where uh, uh, Blue Blazer did a leapfrog spot over uh, Valentine, and Valentine didn't duck down low enough, or if you look at it a different way, Blazer didn't jump high enough, and Valentine headbutted him in the balls, and he eventually uh, Blazer had to take time off because of an injury. And hence ended Owen Hart's first run with WWE. Sasha. No, he... He came back and left in the uh, middle of 89. And actually, you know, this entire show, you know, if you went year to year and just looked at the people who weren't in the WF anymore in Survivor Series 89, in this match alone, Blue Blazer, Jim Brunzel, Ron Bass, Danny Davis. Well, Danny Davis went back to being a referee, but he wasn't wrestling anymore. All four of them. Oh, and Sam Houston wasn't in. All five of them weren't in the company anymore. And Honky Tonk Man was gone six months after Survivor Series 89. Greg Valentine uh, was... He dyed his hair black and became Rhythm and Blues. Bad News Brown didn't last another year. And uh, Beefcake would soon uh, have a parasailer run into his face. Poor guy. Yep. <laughs> and so you know, and here's the one thing, and I'll and I was going to mention this later with one of the matches, but I'll say it now with with Survivor Series matches, the WWF had a lot of big, you know, big steroided up guys, and they just, uh, uh, you know, they're all very lumbering, and their matches weren't very action packed, for instance. But Survivor Series was like the perfect type of match because everyone got their fast-paced, fast being a liberal word, their fast-paced 30 seconds to a minute, maybe two minutes of action before tagging out. And so you never got the chance to slow down. It was a lot of action. And, you know, at least on an action point, this is probably the best pay-per-view they had in 88. That's why Um, why I missed, like, traditional Survivor Series match. So that's the simple fact right there. gave it... I gave everyone on the card a chance to appear. Almost pretty much everyone on the card to appear. That's why well, I like the Rumble, too. Well, the the problem also with that was, uh, with the Survivor Series, were a lot of people quitting in the build-up to these shows. Um, like, for instance, uh, Jim Brunzel wasn't supposed to be in this match, and later on we'll get to Scott Casey, who was not supposed to be in that match. Brian Blair was supposed to be there, and he quit. You know, and, you know, it just, uh, WF, you know, between injuries and people quitting, you know, the matches announced on television versus the matches that actually happened were two entirely different matches sometimes. And who the hell is Scott Casey? I never heard of this man until I watched it. He he was a jobber. (laughs) it's, Mm. it's, It's like if they had Barry Horowitz do it. It's like... Uh, yeah, I, I, like I don't think Steve Casey ever got a win on television. To be perfectly honest with you, <laughs> I don't know, but yes. 
Did we say Steve Casey's? Uh, it's actually uh, Scott Casey. Yeah, who did I say? Uh, I believe we said Steve. Steve I Casey. Steve Casey was a jobber in the NWA. And if we ever do Clash of the Champions, you'll see his name come up quite a bit. And don't forget about Casey Jones. Who? Casey Jones. Ninja Turtles. Casey Jones? Ninja Turtles. Oh. The hockey-wearing guy, hockey mask wearing? Okay, okay. It's been years since I've watched Ninja Turtles, Brian. you got to... Uh, Are you serious? Go Dear God. Yes, I'm serious. getting to them now. Oh, darn. I don't have a five-year-old running around my apartment all day long. Four? And he's not running around the park, my house all day long? He is in school, thanks very much. Okay, I don't have a four-year-old running around my house uh, 15 hours a day. Much better. Uh-huh. I'm going <laughs> to smack you the next time I see you. It's not even just—it's not even going to be like a high Emerson, high Brian type of thing. I'm just going to walk up and smack you. Thanks for the warning. I will make sure I'm ready for it. Okay, as long as you're ready for it. Um, so that brings us to uh, the tag team elimination match, perhaps my favorite match in Survivor Series history. Ah, that is the question. Ten tag teams on each side. Five. Uh, 20 men, you know, just, it was just an amazing sight. It was like, just amazing yeah. sight to see everyone around the ring, first of all. And then, yeah. um, and then uh, let's see here what we had for uh, the teams. It was the Powers of Pain. We had Demolition. We had Demolition, the Brain Busters, the Bolsheviks, the Conquistadors, and the Fabulous Rougeaus versus the Powers of Pain, the Young Stallions, the Rockers, the Heart Foundation, and the British Bulldogs. Okay, Brian, since you know so much about this, tell us about the match. Um, I, I really wish WWE would do matches like this now, and my question for you is, do they even have ten legit teams on either uh, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, or all three? I was about to ask like, you, sure where are you do, getting... But yeah. I was going to ask you, where were you getting ten teams from? And, by the way, I like how you say Raw and SmackDown, like, it's two different brands again. Like, no, yeah. but... Between Raw and SmackDown, they probably have like seven or eight teams. On NXT, they and then have you throw like in seven, four. They're five. not gonna, they're they're not gonna call up four or five random tag teams from NXT just to do a fucking Survivor Series match. I know, but it'd be nice. Well, they they can they can pull up uh, the Ascension and what's Callisto and Sin Cara's name? The Lucha Dragons. The Lucha Dragons. There you go. They can call them up and go from there. Um, let's see here. Order of Elimination. The Fabulous Rougeaus got eliminated after Brett Small Package Jock, a.k.a. the future Mountie. Did anyone else find it Jock. amazing that Brian took notes of this? I know. <laughs> the Young Stallions were eliminated after Boris Zukov reversed a crossbody by Jim Powers. The Bolsheviks were then eliminated when uh, Marie Janay, uh Sunset Flits Boris Zukov. Heart mm-hmm. Foundation were eliminated after Brett belly to belly belly to back suplex Ali Blanchard, but Blanchard's shoulder got up, bef- uh, and Brett did not did, uh, did it. So yeah, 
it's kind of like a double pin situation, but Brett, that's how he got his shoulder off. So, yeah. And then the Hart Foundation got, I mean, the Rockers got pissed with the Hart Foundation were out. So, they, them and the Brain Busters got double counted out. The Bulldogs double were eliminated DQ. after du- double, double DQ'd DQ. counted out. I guess, I guess they were double DQ'd, yeah. Um, the Bulldogs were eliminated after Smash did a horrible clothesline at the, on Dynamite Kid. But then again, Dynamite right. probably fucked himself up after he missed the headbutt from the top rope. All right, but before I'm going to stop you right now. Um, we roll. get to the we, yeah we get to the finish, and for those of you who fell asleep during Brian ta- talking about this, so we're down to the Conquistadors and Demolition on the heel side, and the Powers of Pain on the babyface side. And what happened was Mr. Fuji, the manager of the longest reigning tag team champions in WWF history, who are in the middle of the longest, longest uninterrupted reign in WWF history, uh, hit them with a cane and uh, turned, their, turned his back on the champs. Uh, Smash was counted out when uh, Fuji pulled down the ropes and Smash flew outside. Um, and this led to... Uh, the demolition turning on Fuji, giving him the big body slam and walking away, which in theory left the powers of pain with the jobber tag team of Los Conquistadors, future WWF tag team champions, by the way. Um, and uh, what happened was the Barbarian of the World went outside the ring. They picked up Master Fuji, dusted him off, and took him to their corner. And they got into the ring. Barbarian pinned a conquistador, and by the way, the conquistadors got robbed. The powers of pain were outside the ring for like two minutes, and they were never counted out. I know, out. they didn't get counted out. I know, tell me about it. It's bullshit. I just did tell you about it. Uh, this is true. And, uh, um, and I remember as a kid looking at it at the same way the crowd did. They looked at it as Mr. Fuji turned babyface. Instead of what it actually was, was Demolition and the Powers of Pain did a double turn. Yes, this is true. I was hoping Fuji would turn face too, but that didn't happen. So, disappointment all around. Um, And by the way, this was the Bulldogs' last night in. Uh, They'd given their notice, and this was their final show. And they actually got uh, double-crossed a little bit on the match. Um now, Brian, you know the story of them and the Rougeos that led to them leaving the company, right? No. Good one to well, all this information. Well, basically, Dynamite Kid was being a bully uh, to Jacques Rougeau, and uh, so the, both Rougeos beat the fucking shit out of Dynamite, including knocking all his teeth out. Um, and, you know, this led to them actually leaving the company, and they were told, you know, you got to be professional, blah, 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 or we're not going to pay you what we owe you. We're going to hold your pay from you. And so they were told that the end was supposed to be uh, the three teams that were, the Bulldogs, the Demolition, the Powers of Pain, but it's supposed to be the Rougeos at the end too. But the Rougeos were paying for five minutes and got their bags and got out of the uh, the arena long before the end of the match. Probably a smart decision by them. Yeah. Well, it, it, it was the Bulldogs last night, so who knows what they might have done on live pay-per-view. Specifically, That's Dynamite. Is, yeah. you know, Dynamite was never brought back. Davey was brought back a number of times. Especially after he copyrighted the British Bulldog name 
before either uh, Dynamite or Vince McMahon could. Um, and then the one thing I'm, I always miss about these shows uh, that you know I don't, uh, that they don't do these days is the five-minute intermission. You know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, they were always good, I guess. It's always good to have a five-minute intermission. Like it was a clock. But again, now, it's now, of, nowadays, uh, nowadays the intermissions are pointless uh, backstage interviews. Well, uh, just the Divas match is the back is the. Uh, uh, that's true, that's the watch yeah, the intermission is what I'm saying. Um, and you know, in the meantime, they interviewed Bad News Brown, who talked about how he was going to be the WWF champion, and that Randy Savage is hiding behind Elizabeth's skirt. And he later made implications that she was doing favors for Jack Tunney. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And uh, that's why Savage never defended the title against Bad News. Um, and, you know, it's one of those weird storylines. And then uh, Powers of Pain and Fuji did a, uh interview. If, if you watch it, you're like, yeah, they turned heel. But I imagine, you know, still in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, they're baby faces now. They're good guys. Well, so is Fuji. Oh, do you remember the 10K that... Either the five or ten k that allegedly Fuji ran for at WrestleMania five. It's probably a five k since it's WrestleMania five, and Fuji did it in his tuxedo and top hat. My God, no. Yes. You, you need to watch WrestleMania five just for that. Skip the rest of the show. Just watch uh, Fuji running the five k. I know. Lord, yes, Lord Alfred Hayes is the only person who took it as. Fuji really ran the 5K. Like, everyone else knew what bullshit it was. Fuji's like, or like, uh, Lord Alfred's like, my word. I I can't believe that you ran that 5K like that. And, of course, we're all thinking, of course he didn't run the 5K like that. We all know he didn't run the 5K. Like, yeah. Um, So, I know we talked about two matches already, Brian. But that's halfway through the show already. I know. There was you only four matches. On them next time. Why? Like there, there's 50 people in this match. There's four quality matches, but we're at halftime, which can only mean, you know, one thing we got to do tonight. That's right. It's time once again for Brian, my brother. He goes deep into the history bank. He looks at Mid-Atlantic. He looks at World Class. He looks at WWF. And Brian, he finds that one question, that one question that tonight we'll try to stump Emerson. Emerson. Uh, So, Brian, I didn't remind you like I normally do about uh, having to get a question ready. So I guess my main question would be, first and foremost, do you have a question ready? I always have a question ready for you, Emerson, no matter what. You didn't on uh, Sunday. You didn't ask. If I would have, if I didn't, if I had asked you for a question, you would have been like, "Er, I know." No, I would have. No, I would have. I, I questions random in my mind. You would have been like, "You were like, Durr, what's kickball?" And I'd have been like, "You're an idiot." <laughs> Mute. So, so Brian, I want you to take a big deep breath. Take a big uh-huh. drink of water, Coke. 
milk, iced tea, whatever's next to you. And I want diet you to cream a soda. Diet cream soda, complete with brine belching onto the air. And uh, no, I didn't belch. All right, Brian. Here's your opportunity. Stump Emerson. Got it. In 1993, WWF released the video game King of the Ring. This game was available for both Nintendo and Game Boy. Out of the eight play- playable character- characters, which two were not available in Game Boy version, but available in the Nintendo version? In the Nintendo version versus the Game Boy version? Yes. Uh, two that were not in the Game Boy version. I don't know if we had them both, but I know I had them both. Um, so, like, I remember it. I know Hogan was in both. Savage was in both. Uh, going through here. Sean was in both. Razor. Yoko. I'm, like, going through, like, the character selection screen in my head. Uh, I remember there was also a version for, quote-unquote, you, that, you know, you could put down your name and what have you. Um, the, it, it was a very basic creator wrestler. Um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm, it was Bam Bam Bigelow was one. And who was the other one? Um, I know Bigelow was one. Um, it's just, this could sound crazy because he was probably the the top guy, if not one of the top, if not one of the top guys at the time. But I'm going to say Undertaker. So I don't remember him being in the Game Boy version. I'm sorry, what? I said the Undertaker and Bam Bam Bigelow. You are correct, dear brother of mine, and I hate you. Why do you hate me, Brian? Because I do. <laughs> because I always get them right? I know I should have picked another video game instead of that one. Uh, like, what, what video game were you going to pick? Are you going to ask me, true or false, was just Joe in WWF New Mercy on the N64? He wasn't. Are you sure? I'm... <laughs> yeah, I had the game. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't like a bonus wrestler that went to beat 17 people, you got just Joe? No, but Andre the Giant was the biggest pain in the ass to unlock in that game. What did you have to do to unlock him? Um, I don't know. Maybe look at that. That's what he had to Alright, while you're doing that... Rick and Scott Steiner, let me welcome you back. Oh, T3D, you guys are out of your mind. Come on to Atlanta, Georgia, the place that the Steiner Brothers got their start in professional wrestling. You guys are out of your mind making a table match, because tonight we're going to beat you at your game. And after it's all said and done, you're going to be taking splinters out of your fat asses all night long, because you got some fat asses. The only chance you have, you have no chance, but you had a chance, is you can run Nicky Split. You can't run because you got some bad asses. And after it's done, done, we're going to have a tailgate party for all my freaks out there in Atlanta, Georgia. You wanted some? You got some. This is the big time, boys. You come down that aisle. The Steiner Brothers has got something for you. Who, 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 who is the dog pile? Who? I could you not like listening to Scott Center talk about the Dudley Boys? Fat asses. 
I find that enjoyable too. So did you find out the answer? No, I'm still looking. Okay. Gentlemen, as you know, the ultimate warrior. Fuck it. Publicly stated that damn it, who God put that up? Is that two hundred dollars an hour? Two hundred dollars an hour. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh hi, Mark. Oh hey, Johnny. What's up? I have a problem with Lisa. She says that I hit her. What? Well, did you? No, it's not true. Don't even ask. What's new with you? Well, I'm just sitting up here thinking, you know. I got a question for you. Yeah. You think girls like to cheat like guys do? What makes you say that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just... I'm just thinking. I don't have to worry about that because Lisa's loyal to me. Yeah, man, you never know. People are very strange these days. I used to know a girl. She had a dozen guys. One of them found out about it, beat her up so bad she ended up in a hospital on Guerrero Street. <laughs> what a story, Mark. Yeah, you can say that again. I'm so happy I have you as my best friend, and I love Lisa so much. Yeah, man. Yeah, you are very lucky. Well, maybe you should have a girl, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I have one already. I don't know yet. Well, what happened? Remember Betty? That's her name? Betty? Yeah. Yeah, we don't see each other anymore. Remember Betty? That's her name, Brian? Oh, yeah, let me tell you. So, did you find out the answer? I'm going on there now. For the love of Christ, you're going on there now? Well, no, I tried Wikipedia, and for the first time, Wikipedia let me down. Yeah, Wikipedia. You don't want to possibly uh, get the wrong answer from Wikipedia. Okay, it says it's false. Cold never bothered me anyway. So what was no, the answer? Not. What was the answer, B. Rye? For what? You said you got okay. the answer. What was the answer? Uh, in survival mode, you'll be the last person to come out. In championship road mode, when every match in the second part of the WWF title mode, when you're defending the belt, You'll face Andre in the final match, and if you defeat him, he'll be unlocked. I just learned it was so much more difficult to unlock. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because I never unlocked him. I played, well, then again, this is a game that, uh, that the earlier versions of the game had a whole bunch of, uh, bugs in them, and, uh, I unfortunately had one of those games, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... All right, so I guess we got to get back to the show now, Brian. Okay. Fine. Um, so up next, we had the you know, semi-main event. Uh, Andre the Giant, Rick Rude, Dino Bravo, Kurt Hennig, and Harley Race versus Hacksaw Duggan, Jake the Snake, Scott Casey, D. 
the Olympic conman Ken Vatera and Chico Santana. Uh, thoughts of this one, Brian? Um, not really too many. Mm-hmm. Poor Jake almost survived a what four on one. Uh, yeah, it was four on one at the end. Yeah, and then you know, hits weird with the DDT, and then Andre chokes the fuck out of him. Then he just gets pinned by Mr. Perfect. So he or a guy was like, Andre was like, that's not Andre. Hey. <laughs> Poor Tito Santana, by the way. Freaking Andre just hits on him. <laughs> uh, poor Andre. Well, you know, who's standing on Duggan, or not on Duggan, but Jake Roberts' throat. Yeah. Uh, th- this was the match, like, I really, like, you know, you really got to enjoy the Survivor Series format for this one because, you know, if you look at it, there's 10 guys in there, and Rude can go, Perfect can go, and Tito Santana can go. Three guys mm-hmm. out of ten can, can have a long, entertaining match, and it, this was a 30-minute match that, you know, didn't feel 30 minutes. You know, they uh, sure. they got the heat on Tito forever. Uh, Dino Bravo tagged in and did his few moves. Harley Race had just come back from his intestinal surgery, and so he wasn't very much. Andre, you know, hasn't been much in years at this point. You know, Duggan was really never anything. Um, Scott no. Casey was a jobber. Ken Patera was nothing after he came out of prison. Uh, and Jake Roberts is good in doses. Um, yeah. And Small doses, so, but yeah. But again, you have these ten guys who managed to have a uh, a very fun 30-minute match. And, like, it yeah. never felt like – it never felt 30 minutes. Like, it felt like it was – I thought the match dragged a little bit. I don't know if I agree with that. I, maybe at the end when it was four on one, I thought, you know, the beating on Jake went a little too long. It went seven yeah. minutes, um, a little over seven minutes before they did a fall there. Um, yeah. And, you know, this was another one of those shows where, or, you know, and, you know, I'll really get into it after the main event, but it's like no one important was beaten. Like you can only no. tell how important you can only tell how important you are to the WWF by if you were beaten at the Survivor Series. Because if you were important at all, you were counted out or disqualified. It got yeah. really ridiculous in '89, but uh, it wasn't much uh, better here. Or let me see here: one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, uh, nine different people, all or teams. All were either counted out or disqualified. In. Yeah. So. Um, but Andre, you know, Andre wasn't going to do a fucking job here. Um, no. But uh, you know, he uh, got disqualified by choking the hell out of uh, Jake the Snake um, and Mr. Perfect. And I always remembered Perfect coming in and giving him the perfect flex, but he didn't. He just came in and covered him, which was, I mean, it was a better finish. It put over Andre stronger. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect's a brand new guy. He doesn't need to be picking up Jake and, get, and giving him his shit. The spot was revolved around Andre, and anybody could have for ran some reason, in them. For some reason, I thought for some reason I thought it was Rude and Mr. Perfect that ended the match. That one. No, no, I knew it was like No, 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 because because uh, the next year was just perfect, but I knew it was uh, Bravo because uh, Rude did the spot 
where he was feuding with Jake, and he taunted him and taunted him, taunted him, taunted him, and then Jake hit the quote-unquote surprise DDT for the finish. Or at least the start of the finish, anyway. Um, And let's see here. Yeah, uh, Jim Duggan got disqualified for hitting everyone with his board uh, because uh, Frenchie Martin and Bobby Heenan all were flagrantly interfering, and the referee did nothing about it. By the way, you know who one of the outside the ring referees were during the show? I don't, I don't, not in this match, but one of the other matches. Who was the what? Who was one of the outside of the ring referees in an earlier match? This year, Tim White was out there. I saw him. Hepner, I think, was out there. Shane McMahon. Uh, which one was he at? Um, I forget which one, but I know uh, he was out there for one of them. Because okay. I know he was he was a referee for a while, and he earned his stripes. And if you remember, when people asked, what did Stephanie ever do to earn her spot as a head of creative writer, you know what she always tells people? What? That when she was a teenager, she was a secretary at Titan Towers. That's Makes how sense. she earned her. Yeah, that's how she earned her position as head of creative. Hmm. <laughs> And what does Triple H do his job title? He fucked well, the boss's daughter. Well, I, I was going to say, yeah, he pro- he wouldn't be COO today or whatever his shoot job title is. But, uh, you know, to be fair, he was champion and being pushed as near a tippy-top guy long before him and Stephanie kissed on camera. Oh, yeah. So. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, you know, you know, if, even if he wasn't married to Stephanie, I'm sure they would have offered him an office job. Would would he it be the that, would he, would he be the heir apparent to the throne? Probably not. No, not even close. No. Um, you know, and and we'll find out whether that's good or bad. And it's funny because in 2003, when Hunter is the world champion for 11 months out of the year and burying everybody, he's the asshole that's keeping everybody down. And now he's and now it's like. Oh man, I can't wait for Triple H to take over because anything's better than what we have now. And it's like, for the love of Christ. I think I'm the yep. only person who remembers 2003. Or at least thinks 2003 <laughs> was bad. Like, I, I always like how, like, years later, it's like, oh, 2003 was great. 2003 was boring as fuck. Like, does anyone yeah, right. remember 2003? <laughs> it's like, I, I love Goldberg, but, you know, they didn't do anything to help that guy out. And No. You know, they they put yeah, you know, they, they put Goldberg what two months. Yeah, but like that was after they pretty much killed him at that point. Is like they put Goldust wig on him a week after he debuted, and yes, it was basically all downhill from then. And finishing yes. with finishing with you know the match that the entire audience turned on at WrestleMania uh, with Brock Lesnar. Mm. It's funny. I, I was looking so forward to that match too. I, I was too, in a way. Yeah, yeah. like it, it should have been really good. Then Goldberg's leaving, Brock is leaving, and it became must-watch for a different reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and so back to the show, we got the main event with Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, Hercules, Coco Beware, and Hillbilly Jim. <laughs> Versus the big boss man, Akeem, Ted DiBiase, Haku, and the Red Rooster. 
several of these men do not belong here. <laughs> um. And it, it, and if you want an answer of who didn't belong in this match, the first three people eliminated: Red Rooster, Hillbilly Jim, Coco Beware. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Um. And again, they were there I basically. Even, I don't know, maybe not Hercules, but he had that thing with Diviase at this time. And, and it's funny if you want to watch how you know wins and losses mattered in 1988. And if you need proof of that, yeah. just look at Ted DiBiase, who lost in the finals of WrestleMania. He did the job at SummerSlam and did a job to Randy Savage at every house show for six months. And so come Survivor Series time, he was an afterthought in a 10-man tag match. Uh-huh. Like, it's like, you know, if, if you had gotten one win over Savage or Hogan... You know, he could have rid that forever, but instead, no. So by the end of 88, he was a mid-carter feuding with Hercules. <laughs> um, this match Hercules. had a double... Yep, this match had a double purpose. It was to help put more heat on the Twin Towers versus the Mega Powers, and then, you know, was to plant more seeds towards uh, the Mega Powers' eventual explosion that we discussed in a prior episode. Um, yeah. The uh, finish saw, um, you know, Bossman had been counted out. Akeem had been disqualified. Um, they handcuffed Hogan to the bottom ropes, and then Elizabeth pickpocketed Slick, who'd been knocked down, and grabbed the key and got Hogan out. Hogan, much like Big Show, uh, 26 years later, would tag himself in at the finish, and. Unlike uh, Mark Henry, Randy Savage led him and uh, pinned Haku for the final fall. Yes. Someone had to do the final fall, and DiBiase, like we said, had uh, been a jobber at that point. Yep. So they're like, oh, we'll give we'll give Ted a break tonight. <laughs> and like, yeah, if you look at it, it's like this match. I don't want to say it was. I'll, I'll say this match was probably the weakest of the five of the four matches. What would you say? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't really that exciting of a match. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I thought it was boring. I, but, I, I could have lived without it. Um, yeah. And let's see here. You know, just you know. So I, I understand, you know, they need to save, you know, these people getting beaten for the house shows and future pay-per-views and Saturday night's main events, et cetera. But it just mm-hmm. got so tedious watching, you know, Bossman and Akeem are feuding with Hogan and Savage, so neither of them could job here. They both had to yeah. uh, take the uh, – they both had to be counted out or disqualified. Um, and it's like you, you can see – like why people didn't buy these shows after a while or why they had to eliminate the elimination format because, you know, why the hell are we watching it? It's like no one gets beaten. And years later, it became a running joke even in my head. It's like, oh, Undertaker is in this match. He's probably not going to win, but he's not going to get pinned. Undertaker sure as hell no. isn't going to hit. Uh, no. Yeah. Um, so that was Survivor Series 88, which at least in my mind is always a solid thumbs up. You? Uh, I'm going to give it a thumbs in the middle. I It didn't really wet my whistle too much. 
It didn't. Besides it didn't the ten minutes. Besides the ten team match, but that's probably the highlight of the show in my eyes. Besides the uh, ten tag team match, um, I was talking about how uh, the uh, countouts and DQs started getting ridiculous the next year. Um, let me see here. I'm going through the next year's uh, match. Uh, Bad News Brown was counted out again. Jim Duggan was counted out for the final fall in their match. That's two. And then in one match, Zeus was disqualified, Warlord was disqualified, and Barbarian was disqualified, all for beating up Hogan. Um, and then Rude was disqualified. I'm sorry, Rude and Piper got double counted out in their match. That was seven. Andre got counted out in the main event. That was eight. And okay, it was the same eight, but it sure seemed like a lot more by the next year. And, Still, it's it, yeah, it's just it was ridiculous. And it seems like eight seems to be the number because we're looking nineteen ninety uh, six seven. In nineteen ninety, there was eight people protected like that. Um, yep. Hell, hell, in nineteen ninety one, you had uh, five people in the same match all get counted out. Um, <laughs> yes. And yeah, it, like uh, that, that was. You know, of all the screw job finishes, that one of the uh, the in the '91 Survivor Series with the uh, where Flair Flair yep. yeah Flair yep. Flair won by countout because he got thrown out of the ring, which just sounds ridiculous because everyone else got counted out even though they were all in the ring. In theory, I think it was Piper was in, supposed to be in there with him. In theory, Piper shouldn't have been disqualified or counted out because he was in the ring. He was supposed to be in the ring. And, that is true. I believe you are right. Yeah. Huh. So that was. We'll we'll get into more Survivor Series next week. God bless you. And uh, speaking of which, week after. Yeah, it's in two weeks when we when we're back and we go to San Antonio, Texas on Thanksgiving Eve for Mr. Bob Backlund versus Bret Hart in a submissions match for the WWF Championship. One of my favorite matches in Survivor Series history. Yeah, notice how I'm forcing us to watch my favorite matches and favorite shows. It's okay. It's okay. I just do whatever uh, I'm in the mood for. <laughs> honestly, uh, the Montreal Screwjob match, except for the finish, that was an awesome match. And like, oh, yeah. JR's JR, yeah. J- commentary was fantastic. You know, the king kept out of it until he had something important to say, which is always good. Um, yeah. And, you know, the, I always love that match. It's, and, of course, the finish will be talked about forever. But, yeah. Yeah. So, Brian. Finish with City, but the rest of the car, the rest of the match was good. I was going to say, the rest of the card, the rest of the card sucked. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if you remember <laughs> the rest of the card. Truth Commission versus DOA was one of the matches. Um, the New Age Outlaws and the Godwins versus the Headbangers and the New Black Jacks. Hell yeah! Uh, I think, I, I, think can't... I tried to force myself to watch that match, but yeah, mm-hmm. I don't, that that, that pay per view. Well, but I don't think I lasted very long. Team Canada, which was Davy Boy Smith, Jim Neidhart, Philip Lafon, and Doug Furness. You know, by, by the way, Philip Philip Lafon, Canadian. The rest of them, not so much. <laughs> I say yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, David Boy Smith is not English. Yes. And yeah. And Jim Neidhart. Jim Neidhart's from Nevada. Doug Furness is from Oklahoma. 
Yep. Is that is that better or worse than in 1999, Val Venus, Mark Henry, Gangrel, and Steve Blackman versus the British Bulldog and the Mean Street Posse? Yeah, that that first team is just a clusterfuck. <laughs> Which w- and the next match after that in 1999 was in on one team, May Young, the Fabulous Moolah, Tori, and Deborah McMichael versus. Ivory, Luna, Jacqueline, and Terry Runnels. Yeah, but Divas matches don't count. Yes, they so. do. It was two minutes <laughs> no, long. It counts. Okay, Brian, they don't count. Uh, watch was that last even an year. elimination match? Was that an no, elimination it one, match? Or that? No, it was one fall. Finish. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 okay, okay, fine. If Divas matches don't count, Brian, I want you to go watch last year's Survivor Series with the total Divas versus everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, re- rewatch that match if you think, you know, Divas matches don't count and blah, 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 blah. Which was uh, Natty, Naomi, Cameron, JoJo, Eva Marie, and the Bellows versus Alicia Fox, mm-hmm. Oksana, AJ, Tamina, Rosa Mendez, Caitlin, and Summer Rae. And then imagine sitting in the audience for that match knowing that you paid to watch it. I told you not to go, so. <laughs> no, you didn't. I know. Hey, it's not my fault. I buy the when you buy the ticket three months in advance, you don't know what the damn card's gonna be. Sometimes you hit a that good show, true. like. Sometimes you get a good show, like Night of Champions 2012, which had a really awesome Punk, uh, Cena match, and sometimes you get Randy Orton versus The Big Show. Oh God. Yes. Which you know was far from the worst match on the show. Which will tell you everything you need to know right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mar- Keep in mind, last year I went to two pay-per-views in 2013, and both of them had a Mark Henry versus the Ryback match. I'm sorry to hear that. Yes. Well, you you went to one of them. That's true. Yes. And both times Mark Henry pinned him, which I- I'm so surprised he Mark Henry won at WrestleMania last year. Yeah, me too. I think we were all shocked. Me and the guy, all three of us were like, huh? Yeah, like, it's like, it was such like a, a wacky finish. Like, Ryback picks him up for the shell shock and falls flat on his face and gets pinned. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. That was a weird finish, I'm sorry. Yes. Yes, it was. Um, and, yeah, so that's that. Um... By the way, Brian, it's time for my other favorite thing to do to you. It's time for Mario Painted WWE theme songs. Oh, nice. Okay, now this is a song you heard tonight. So I want you to like reach into your memory banks. And when we finish this, I've also got something else to mention about Survivor Series 88 and a seed that was planted towards WrestleMania 5. So are you ready? Uh-huh. And remember, just shout it out when you know the answer. Here we go. Oh, a team. I don't know if I'll give you that yet. Twin Towers. Eh. I'm looking more for Slick. Because it's... Oh, wait, okay. It was a, <laughs> it's Slick. It's Slick's theme. He took it with everybody. 
You know I'm doing a slick dance over here, right? But the trouble is I tell the same old story to ever go that walks through the door. Wow. Yes. You're eating a little cup of pudding. You are 28 years old. Yes, I am. You're eating a little cup of pudding. Yes, I am. Got beef? You know they make... Yes, I do. You know they make larger little cups of pudding, right? Well, sir, since this was the only thing here at work, I didn't have much of a choice. Why are you eating other people's snack packs? I picture there being a refrigerator with food in it that people brought in for their lunch, and Brian just spending eight hours there in the middle of the night <laughs> going through and eating other people's food. Yes, that's what I do when I'm at work. <laughs> I believe that. I'm you caught the Emerson. Well, so, so far, we've been on the air for less than an hour now, and uh, you've uh. eaten a salad, you've eaten pretzels. No, I ate that before the show. I I, I ate that before the show. Okay, I'm sorry. So I'll give you the full hour because you were talking about this right before the show went on the air. You're eating yeah. a salad. Uh, so like, which yeah. was yeah. for my dinner. Uh huh. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Yes. Hi again, everybody. You know this this thing is really getting kind of serious now. I haven't been able to locate Vanna White, and I I was supposed to. Uh, hi, Andre. Don't hey, my good buddy. Vanna, you get me. You get the giant, the only professional wrestler who's still undefeated. And Hulk Hogan, I'm proud to be it because now Ted DiBiase is on his way up. That's why he paid me for, to keep you out of the tournament, Hogan. And you are. And I know one thing, and that's why the people go to know too, and that's why they go to remember. You are the ex. Champion Hogan. <laughs> well, there you, there you have it. I still haven't found. Yes, it's champion. Don't worry about Vanna White. Now, Hulk Hogan, Hulk Kamenga is over. <laughs> hey, how about getting your, how about getting your foot off my shoulder? said during his Hall of Fame induction, you know, if the camera would have stayed on him five more seconds, he took down Andre and was beating him from the mount. This is true. Yep, yep. This and is very Bobby true. Cur- if Bobby Kerr said it, it has to be true. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's also on mm-hmm. the internet. I'm sure it's also on the internet. Yep. And, you know, again, like if it's on the internet, it must be true. This is very uh, true. So Survivor Series is coming up. It's in Randy Orton's hometown. Do you think, does Randy Orton turn face before the show, or does he turn face on the show? Before the show and jobs to Seth Rollins. He, he's not turning face and jobbing on the pay-per-view. I'll tell you that right no, now. No, he's going to do it before the pay-per-view. Well, exactly. He's not going to be on John Cena's team and then do a job. And hang on one second. I'm going to tell you one guy. You cannot be out of practice. But you sure can beat my knees. can beat my knees. Hey. On you. <sighs> so anyway, by the way, I wanted to mention about Hogan. Um, 
if you noticed, everybody at Survivor Series, they all yeah. came out to their own theme song. Or they didn't come out to their own theme song. They came out to the team theme song. They came out to one of the captains' yep. team. Like, everyone yep. on Warriors team came out to Warriors theme. Everyone on Honky came out to Honky, etc. Hulk Hogan was the only person that was too good to come out to the captain's theme song. Uh, Even though he was the co-captain. So what? Beefcake was the co-captain of Team Warrior. He came out to the Warriors theme. You know, everyone else on that team was good enough to come out to Savage's theme, but they just couldn't come out except for Hogan. And you wonder why he had no friends. It had to be Hogan. Yes. You know, he's trying to steal Elizabeth from Macho, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, Savage got paranoid because he thought Hogan was doing that in real life, and, yeah. well, they could have made a lot more money, is what I'm saying. Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. Look, we've known each other <sighs> for almost two years now, and yeah, in that time... I've given a lot of speeches, but they all have one thing in common. They're all different. These drug runners aren't going to execute Pierce because he's racist. It's a locomotive that runs on us. And the only sharks in that water are the emotional ghosts that I like to call fear. Anchovy, fear, and the dangers of ingesting mercury. Because the real bugs aren't the ones in those beds. And there's no such thing as a free Caesar salad, and even if there were, the cake still might find a second life on cable, and I'll tell you why. El Corazon del Agua es verdad. That water is a lie! Harrison Ford is irradiating her testicles with microwave satellite transmissions! So maybe we are caught in an endless cycle of screw-ups and hurt feelings, but I choose to believe it's just the universe's way of molding us into some kind of supergroup. Like the traveling Wilburys. Yes, Troy. Like the traveling Wilburys of pain. Prepared for any insane adventure life throws our way. And I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to every one of them. I'm looking forward to every adventure too, Brian. Me too, Emerson. Me too. Just out there, everyone. The the top of the ninth, the Giants are beating the Royals 4-3 in the game seven of the World Series. Well, it's, uh, the, it's, the Royals are at home, right? Yes. Okay, so yeah, they still sure. got a... They sure, and they may, have just, hold on, they, may have, they may have just finished the bottom of the... The top of the ninth, let me... So we're going into the bottom of the ninth? I just... Well, thankfully... Uh, let me see. Oh, uh, the end of the eighth... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, it's the end of the eighth, the top of the ninth, uh, 3-2. Huh. Giants. So it's 3-2 Giants. Uh... And we're going to the top of the eighth. No, top of the ninth. Oh, okay. You see, if it was now the bottom of the ninth, I turned the thing on and we could uh, do live commentary on it. But you know, <laughs> Congra- congrats well, on uh, your Bulls winning the first game of the season over the Knicks. Spo- spoiler alert: I did not know that. I was probably going to watch oh, it well, later. I'm sorry. Spoiler. Well, to make. By the way, spoiler it, alert. Thank you. Yeah. Spoiler alert, the Cowboys suck. Yeah, let's not go there. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the, the Bills, the Bills, uh, with a stampede, stampeding away with a victory over the Jets this past Sunday. And um, how about them Cowboys? 
How about them Cowboys? Yeah, yeah. They they uh they sucked. Lost. That they did. To the they fucking, did lose. You are right. To the Washington football team. Yeah. Because you can't say Redskins anymore. You have to call nope. them the Washington football team. Nope, you can't do that. Yep. Nope. What announcer was it that said he would refuse to call them the Redskins ever? Um. You you know you you heard that right? Yeah. One I of the too. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Buck. I'm. I it might have been him, but I think it was more of a color commentator. By the way, um, di- I, I'm on the front page of Yahoo. Iggy Azalea's ass. That, that's just like Ooh. Iggy Azalea. Who's that? She's a singer. Jeez, and I thought I Where's was. Where's she at? She's from Australia, but I was looking at the front page of Yahoo where she's currently at. She's got a meh face, but if you saw her ass, you're like, wow. What an ass. Huh, I don't see her, and I'm on the same thing they're on. Well, it's uh, the front page reads, Azalea to SNL, why did you retouch my face? Mine is Penny Crawford's daughter raids mom's closet. Of course. Why Why wouldn't yours be Cindy Crawford raids their mom's closet? I don't know. So, what do you think happens to Survivors? Do you think they put all the guys in that one main event match? Or do you think the main event becomes Jobber Mania, so they have an undercard? Because by the looks of it, they really only have two options there. They don't have enough depth to to not to do both. Like you can't have Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, Mark Henry, um, etc. on one team, and Seth Rollins, Kane, and. Uh, uh, all of them on the other team because, you know, they don't have anybody for the undercard. So you end, up with, you end up having to do a Big Show Mark Henry match or you have to do uh, God knows what else. And Lord knows we don't want to fucking have Big Show versus Mark Henry. And no, God it's no. Getting, it's getting to the point where Survivor Series is where you see all the crappy, uh, the really crappy uh, um, matches during the year. Yeah, and of course, well, I'm sure you're since Ryback made his return, I'm sure Ryback can be thrown in that mix. I on Cena's team, I was yeah. Yeah, as the what one as a jobber. Do you think they bring back Curtis Axel at this point? They gave him, they gave him many tries at this point, yeah. and he's and he's never gotten over. He was a Paul Heyman guy. Mm-hmm. He feuded with CM Punk. And he's nobody gives a crap about him. It's like, oh look, it's Joe Hennig. It's yeah, it's Mr. Average. He his father stole all the charisma for the family, and didn't ha- and didn't give any to his kid. I don't know. It's gonna be a tough decision. I think. Honestly, right now I'm, I'm, I'm looking more... at I, right now I'm looking at probably it's gonna be Cena, Big Show, Sheamus. And I originally said the Usos, but it's not going to be Sheamus. It's not going to be Sheamus because uh, Rusev on SmackDown uh, challenged Sheamus for the U.S. title. So okay, so, okay, so they're going to take that them match. too. Yeah. Okay. So then you're looking uh, at then maybe the Usos do get thrown in there with Ryback. So I'm, I'm think thinking cause Cena. Because you're going to have Dolph in there. You're probably going to have Cena, Big Show, Dolph. 
you know, I'd say they have to do Orton, and then after that, you got one other person, and I mean, who do you do at that point? Because Dolph Ryback. And okay, so Ryback, and who would be the other team? Would it be Rollins, Kane, Kane Rollins, Mark Henry? Uh, who the hell else? Uh, uh Miz. Uh, like and Sandow. Oh Jesus Christ! Um. I, I can't imagine. <laughs> or Miz and, and Cesaro. It's like, you know, just saying Miz, it's like, I know they have to put bodies in the match, but like, Miz, really? Yeah, but where else would you put the Miz? In a tag match against the Dust. And, unless, uh, unless, unless, you put, unless you put Miz stand out in the, in the Dust Brothers versus Usos. And I don't fucking know. Uh, well, they did. Well, this past, or well, I guess this week on SmackDown, uh, the Matadors beat the Dust in a non-title match, so they may be going in that direction. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and you know, I think they like, but again, like, what do the Usos do? Do the Usos go to the pay-per-view and do a meaningless tag match against Miz and Mizdow? Hmm. I mean, do they do? Uh, hell, did they do? Did they do a f- um, four on four, two teams and two teams? You know, a fatal four way tag match with those three and Matt and Matadores. They, they could. Um, like this. This is a show that you know. Yeah, they came up with something to you know do something fun to because Brock's not going to be there until January, so they did something to like bridge the gap between October and December when they can do mm-hmm. Cena versus Rollins or Rollins versus Orton or whatever. But it's like now they bastardize the rest of the card. It, yeah. Like, there's not a whole lot they can do at that point. And I'm, um, I'm, then I'm also assuming it's Ambrose versus Bray Wyatt. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Ambrose. So, yeah, they can do Ambrose versus Bray Wyatt or put those two in the main event, too. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you sort of end up feeling bad for Ambrose because if there's ever proof that uh, he was never going to get that top babyface spot, it's, you know, the best case scenario for Ambrose is Brian keeps being injured because Brian yeah. keeps being injured. Um, and now Reigns is going to come back at the end of December and he's going to get the main event spot. He's going to get the big push towards WrestleMania. The problem is, if they had any confidence in Ambrose, Randy Orton would not be turning babyface. Like, no. they would not need they would not need Orton as a babyface if they looked at his Ambrose as a strong uh, number two. Um, and, and they don't. No, they, they obviously don't. And it's like, no. uh, so now Ambrose is put with Bray and Orton's going to turn and so what? I mean, TLC, they're going to do a three-way with Orton, Cena, and Rollins. For what? Are they going to do it for the money in the bank? Are they going to do it for Cena's title shot? Like The world may never know. Well, we'll find out in about four weeks. But, you know, this card, like, like we can think of, th- of four matches. We can think of a tag title match or something with the tag teams. We think of a Divas match, which doesn't matter, whatever the fuck that is, which would yeah. be hilarious <laughs> to watch AJ. It would be hilarious to watch AJ and Page on teams 
and the fact that the whole gimmick is those two can't be on a team. Uh, and then you have the main event, and you have Bray versus uh, uh, Ambrose. What do you do from there? Um, it's like, I, I can't... They're probably like, going to make us sit through another big show Mark Henry match. Honestly... That's probably... If they don't end up please, on the, in the main event. I'll say, I'll say, please just put them in the main event. You can hide them for minutes at the at minutes at a time. But it's like... Like, it's going to happen either this month or next month, or oh, of course like next pay-per-view or following. Of course, it's going to happen. It's like, you know, it's like why? It's like they they couldn't just keep Mark Henry and Big Show as a team. They had to break them up. You know? Yeah. Well, why are they putting us through another John Cena Brock Lesnar match? Why? Because Brock Lesnar needs to beat somebody in January before losing in April. Yeah, but still. <laughs> like, it's like, why aren't they doing a uh, elimination chamber in February? Do you think Brock Lesnar is going to fucking do an elimination chamber match? Fuck no. no. It's like, hug. and yeah, so it's just. Uh, you just end up, you know, shaking your head with some of this sometimes. It's, you know, and then we go from Survivor Series, you know, then TLC, then the fucking Royal Rumble. Like, there's going to be 30 guys in there, and, you know, I know they'll pull out, like... Reportedly 40. Well, they said on Monday it was going to be 30. Not that that matters anything, but uh, yeah, it doesn't really matter until it happens. But, uh... Like, you know, they're going to pull out, like, the old legends. They're going to bring back Jim Duggan, probably. Or, you know, they're in Philly. They'll bring back Dreamer or something as a surprise one-off person. And, yeah. you know, that... But, like, other than that, like, there's no depth. It's like the 2012 Rumble when, you know, there was no depth at all for the match, and the match generally sucked. Yeah. And we are in the bottom of the ninth. 3-2. Oh. Royals are up. Well, before we get before we get to that, by the way, the Giants are up, not the Royals. Um, well, the Royals are uh, up the bat, is what I'm saying. Okay. So, uh, before we get into that, I'm going to do this. For the WCW World Heavyweight title, and I know for a fact you're not going to lay down for this guy. That's what I mean, Gene. I don't lay down for nobody. And whether I leave here world champion tonight, it don't matter because it's not going to change my focus. I'm getting even with Goldberg for fracturing my face. And a fall, fall, Goldberg, I'm going to get even for you, fracture in my face, and I'm going to prove to you that I'm the man with the largest arms in the world. I'm the genetic freak, and size does matter. But that statement, me, Gene, comes true whether I'm in the ring or out of the ring. See, when I have my freaks horizontal, they understand size, they appreciate size, and size does matter. And they know that they don't have to wait for the Earth to rotate on a 47-degree axis so the stars can touch the sky and create an equal axe so they can see the Big Dipper. No, no, no. All they got to do is call the Big Papa because I'm the man with the Big Dipper and satisfaction's coming when I go behind and do the bump and grind. And it's only a matter of time because they call me the Big Bad Booty Daddy. So go, Bert. Realize this. I only care about two things in this world. My freaks and my peaks. 
And when I beat your bald ass down at Fall Brawl, and I'm about to put you in a sign of recliner, I'm going to whisper in your ear, size does matter, bitch. How could you not love Scott Steiner? And by the way, uh, there's an out on the bottom of the ninth. Madison Bobgarner is playing it. Was he? How long has he been in the game, Brian? I don't know. I've been watching the game. Because yeah. he uh, came in, he did the full game in Game Five uh, when we were talking about it on Sunday. Uh, mm. By the way, there's never a shortage on Scott Steiner promos. I guess he's going to be in too long because he's only done 57 pitches. Uh, Billy Butler now is up, bottom of the ninth, one out. And, you know, there's... Take the ball. The the Royals, uh, they need to get a runner. They are the Cinderella team this year. The last guy, I didn't uh, get whoever the last batter was, but uh, the last guy was swinging for the fences. And it's like, right now, don't swing for the fucking fences. Swing to get on base. Because swinging for the fences, you may end up... uh, you know, you may end up hitting a home run, but, out. you know, yeah, that too. And, you know, hit the ball on the ground and run it out. Oh, yeah, so oh, can... oh, Pop up. He's out. Yeah. Is he? One is out he? for the Giants. Yes, he is. Yes. And one more then out there the was Giants. one. And then there was one. Uh, and the Royals manager looks very stern right now. And it's all up to Alex. Gordon, who's one for two. And it's Alex Gordon. He doesn't look too good right now. He did get hit by a pitch earlier, so if he gets hit by a pitch again, you know, he'll, you know, be the game-tying run on first. But he could also be what wins it for the Giants. You know? Yeah. I love that that you're, like, two seconds ahead of me because you're like, oh, 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 and I'm like, what the hell's happening? Um, And that's up. So it's 0-1 to Gordon. Uh, yes, by the way, uh, Wrestling Outsiders Podcast has become, I guess, Baseball Outsiders Podcast. Yeah. We'll, we'll, be, we'll, we'll, we'll be back to do play-by-play of the Super Bowl, I'm sure. Uh, you know, you, you, we'll, we'd both love to do that, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Let's oh, see here. Base hit? That base hit. is a oh, base hit. Oh, two. It's a oh it went right, over, went right by him. Uh, Gordon is going to get oh, on to second. Triple. Oh, fuck. Triple. What the hell is happening to the Giants? Uh, Gordon with the triple. The game-tying run Romo? is on... What? Did it I don't show know, the... Romo? I don't know. But Eric Gordon hit... Uh, Eric Gordon, whatever the hell his name is. He hit the ball into the outfield. The center fielder and the left fielder bobbled the ball. Couldn't pick the damn thing up. And uh, the Royals have a runner on third, 3-2 ball game, the bottom of the ninth. It just went right through Blanco. It went right through Blanco, and the game, and the World Series winning run is on his way to the plate right now. And the, and the, and the catcher thought it was going to be an out, so he starts to run the mound like a freaking idiot. Yes, and which is hilarious because everyone could see it bouncing. Um, and now it's here we Salvador go. Perez. If he hits a home run here, he's the hero in Kansas City. There's a strike. You know, yes. it. I love, uh, here we go with the replay of the strike. 
thankfully got to have a replay of the strike. Yeah, just to remind you, there was a strike on that left line. Yes, in, in case you doubt that the guy swung the bat, the pitch, high ball, ball one. Yep. And up next is something. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I want I want to see it pronounce his last name, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On deck is somebody who may never get to the plate. Uh, no. Here we go. The windup oh. pitch. And right. he he's chasing at the high ones. Like I don't even think I'm pretty sure that would have been a ball. Oh my god. Yeah. It's like he didn't sweep a fucking yeah. catcher's head off the bat. Could be the last ball of the World Series right here. Well, last pitch. It would be three O if he, you know, not swing at the things that are way too high. And the lineup pitch. If he swung at that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was half expecting him to swing, too. That's the funny thing. So it's 2-2 two, two now. Mastercoff? Mastercoff? I don't know. I don't know. But we'll... Uh, last see. pitch right here. Possibly the Will last it be pitch. the last pitch? Is it... And maybe spreading it third. Here we go. For the win. Oh, nope. Foul Well, he, he stays alive. And that's another one. He, like, okay, maybe I'm not sure where the fucking strike zone is, but the damn thing is up by his nipples. And yeah. It's like, like, I, I don't even want to comment. Here we go. For the win. For. That's it. That. Is it? Is it really? Yep. The Giants win the pennant. The Giants win the pennant. The Giants win the pennant. Hmm. For the third time in five years, uh, Giants win the World Series. And uh, this was actually, you know, going to this game, they were 0-4 in World Series Game 7s. That's the ball game, Moggle. And with all that, we still only got to 11:22. Talking about baseball for 10 minutes, <laughs> folks. That's also the last time you'll ever hear us talk about baseball on this show. Yes, because we both say baseball. I don't like baseball. Ah, uh, baseball, my favorite. Yeah, no. Oh, American uh, Horror Story is on. Yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of television programs on, but you know, by the way, next week. Bill Apter, a uh, pro wrestling oh, illustrated, all the London publishing mags, the Apter mags, whatever you want to call them. He is on our show in seven days, Brian. Are you excited? I am excited. I am very excited. I'm texting him when we're done here, so I need to ask you a question. You can't ask me the question on the air? Well, yeah, when are we doing the interview? I don't know. We'll figure things out. Okay. All right. Uh, so tune in this time next week. Uh, well, not yeah. this time. This time, eleven twenty-three. Well, the show will be off the air, I bet. But, I'm sure. Yeah, tune in at ten o'clock. We'll be here. So will Bill, 
and it'll be a hell of a show. And until then, Brian, Brian, stop homoerotically violating my effigy. Thank you, Arthur. So long. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.